Hey everyone, so in this episode, I got to catch up with a good friend, Gio Jamante. He was actually my former teammate in the La Salle University when I played varsity. We talked a little bit about our timelines and how we both reached La Salle. We also talked about the light side and the darker side of being a student athlete. There were many, many obstacles that we had to face along the way, but I'm glad that we were able to have some lessons from them. In this episode, I actually left it a little bit more unfiltered um, just to let you guys see um, what we talked about and how we both really feel about the matter. So I hope you guys enjoy and stay tuned. It'll be, be, it'll be playing in a bit. Hey G, how are you, bro? Good man. How are you? Long while, brother. Um, yeah. Cheers, bro. Cheers. Boom. Cheers. Water. Water. <laughs> us, us former athletes, you know. Drinking water every time we can. Um, so, you know, I was just, um, I was doing our timeline. And it was around this month, or it's almost the anniversary of Palarok. Oh, Palarok. Palarok 2010. Palarok 2010, yeah. So, <laughs> I remember, yeah, yeah. I remember um, my dad was telling me na, oh, Coach Hans texted me texted him, rather, that there's this guy from Davao that he's going to be, like, your future teammate. So in case you go against him, just say hi. And then I was like, okay, so again, I'll, I'll take note. This Jamante guy. And I was like, okay, I'll make sure that he doesn't go. He's the only person from Davao, if ever I go against him, that doesn't go. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then, shit, we go against you guys in the finals. Um, we lose. Cebu loses 2-0. What, did we get one goal in? No, not even, right? It was 2-0, 3-0. No, <laughs> was it a 2-0 or 3-0? I think it was 3-0. I remember we even scored the penalty, I think. Are you sure? Or did we? Eh? I, or remember, was that, I think that was... Yeah. I, remember, I remember the first goal, rather. It was like... It was from the right flank. And then it was like... A super-duper overshot cross, right? And I was like, oh, it's going to go mm -hmm. out. And then there's this guy from the left wing that completely attacks the freaking blind side. And then scores also like, oh shit, I did not see that. I remember because like for me, I can remember <laughs> I can remember big plays, right? Like almost like in the official yeah, yeah. I can remember goals against me. I think it's a it's a blessing and a, and a curse, you know. So so I remember they scored left line and I was just like, oh my god, like shit. And after that. I remember we, you guys dominated the game most of the most of the game. Actually, we probably had like two, three chances only, and then they weren't even clear chances. So yeah, we lost to you guys, um, two maybe two, three, zero, two, one maybe like that. But I just remembered it was the start, <laughs> and yeah. we we meet in Taft, we meet in Taft, the dorm area, probably a few weeks later, and I was like. Oh yeah, I remember that game. Blah blah blah. It's like, yeah, I don't want to remember, but yeah, we lost. Yeah. So you, I we mean, ended. 
we ended up becoming teammates. So fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, That's really something. Actually, I have a similar um, experience during that time because Coach Hans also Coach Hans also texted me and told me, "Oh, there's this guy from Cebu, the goalkeeper is gonna be your yeah, teammate." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And good thing that my dad was able to take a photo, and, and I, I'm not sure if you remember that photo where we shook hands during the start of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually yeah. The, that's our that's our birthday <laughs> greeting to one another every every time there's a birthday. You know, oh, like, it doesn't it doesn't um, expire. You know, like we we don't change. But yeah, that's how we how we met or like how we found out each other. But like, what yeah. is your what is your? So I have a story of my football or how I came to Lasalle and post Lasalle. Mm-hmm. Right? But like, what is your story? Because I don't think we've ever really talked about it. So yeah, um, that was actually um, I think way back two thousand eight or two thousand nine when they played in um, Manila. Because, you know, mm-hmm. Davao went to Manila to play in Alaska Cup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then, um, we had a pretty strong team, mm-hmm. like Davao FC. And we mm-hmm. played really good. Then Coach Han saw me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, dude. I then, yeah, we won. So, they were like, um, a few of you who can afford to go to Gothia, go to Gothia and then play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, playing in Gothia, I didn't even, I wasn't even under Coach Han's team because I was like under 14 that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... For some reason, I think it was in Spain or was it in Sweden? Mm-hmm. He made me play for his team as a defender. Mm-hmm. Okay, what what, then, what does he what does he coaching at that time? He was coaching, I think, the under eighteen team. I remember those were sila, no, sila John. Shout out to okay. John. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, John. and those guys. Wait, John, as in John, John, our Cabricana, John Palmas. Okay. okay. Yeah, 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 and. Yeah, um, and then that's when he talked to me and said, I want to give you a full scholarship, play for LaSalle, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the rest was history. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, when did you start When did you start playing football? When did you start playing football? I played when I was seven years old so in Davao. Grade what, grade what was that, bro? That's grade two. Shit, yeah, I was yeah, actually... Okay. Just walking around school, and I started seeing people kick the ball, and okay. I was interested. But I was like very flimsy. I was sickly. I even had mm-hmm. asthma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I asked the coach um, for what it was because I really had no idea what football was. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after that, I was invited by one of my good friends to play um, football in like a boys' camp of an Opus Dei um, mm-hmm. group. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I started to get to know about it. And then I went back to the coach, asking if I could train, just play around. And then mm-hmm. he ended up bringing me in the team. And then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's uh, technically how we started. It was just really out of a whim. Uh, mm. This is football. And I enjoyed running, kicking the ball. and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so from grade two all the way to how long have you played? Oh man, I don't even. Okay, let's well, let's until our last so, year, right? fifth year, fifth year college. Yeah, on so the that's... fifth year college, two thousand eight, seventeen. Seventeen, yeah. Yeah, two thousand seven. Oh wait, two thousand fifteen. Sorry. Uh huh. Yeah, fifteen. You graduated fifteen. Because I graduated fifteen. 15. Yeah. yeah. So quite and a while. Quite a while. Never yeah. looked back. So, so what is what is the journey like for you, bro? Like, how did you feel about the journey? Like, 
the beginning, the middle, the end. So you started, you said, you mentioned that you started football because you just saw people walking and then kicking the ball. Then you wanted to join. And then obviously to be as good as you were, um, not as good as you were, but to be captain, eventual captain of La Salle and recruited recruited at the age 14, you mentioned, during Coffee. Yeah. 13, 14. Um, what other achievements were you able to do? Um, so yeah, I even played for the Philippine team when I was 13 and 14. Mm-hmm. Played in Malaysia under coach uh, Master Kim. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where I really developed my skills. I mean, I had great coaches when I was young from mm-hmm. high school mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. even grade school. Mm-hmm. And I think what really helped was my dad put mm-hmm. up a goal inside our house, I mean, outside our house in our garden. Okay. Okay. And me and my brothers would just play after school, mm-hmm. practice all these moves, kicking, mm-hmm. shooting. Mm-hmm. And I think all the hard work kind of paid off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of blessings, a lot of opportunities that we just took. Mm-hmm. And support of my parents was um, just... Uh, like unbelievable. Yeah, it just made us experience a lot. We played a lot mm-hmm. of tournaments around Mindanao, around actually technically around the country. Yeah. And yeah, all of it led to being eventual um, discovered by Coach Chance. Discovered by Coach Chance, yeah. Yeah, and playing in La Salle was a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I'm sure you know how it is. <laughs> no, no, let's go unfiltered. Let's go unfiltered. Actually, so we had two sides. We had two sides of like the football story there, right? So yeah, yeah. I, w- I want to talk about your side first and then we can like compare stories, you know, like, okay, this is one side of like being an athlete, being a, being a student athlete. And then <laughs> there's another side of also being a student athlete. So, I mean, yeah. I guess we can agree that being a student athlete is quite an experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's challenging, it's fun, it's tiring. There's so many emotions involved. Um, yep. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't have changed anything. I mean, I would have changed. I would have wanted to change some of the events in life, right? But yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to change like the mindset it did give me and like the personality it gave me as well. So mm-hmm. um not to not to be a bitch or anything, but like um compared to when I started working at least, um the attitude that <laughs> I had towards work and towards like doing tasks it was quite different also from the other people that I worked with through my, with my colleagues. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, why are you guys so lazy? Right. <laughs> In my head, mm-hmm. I wouldn't like, when I first started working, I was like a bitch. I was like, um, focus on work, focus on work. Like just eye on the prize, eye on the prize. Cause that's what we were taught growing up. Right. Yeah. It was always, we were always taught to be like serious, take it seriously and practice and, you know, devote a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were would be like super lax and everything. I was just like, what is your problem? Right? Like we're we're here to work and 
to do other stuff. We're here to work. We're here to make money. We're here to like, we're being paid. So that's basically one of the things that I kind of enjoyed from sports. But you, what about Mm -hmm. you? Like, what part of the journey do you want to start? And (laughs) what lessons did you learn along the way, bro? Um, Yeah, sports was really a big part of my life, uh, mainly because of uh, the people I got to meet, Mm -hmm. which taught me a lot about um, how I should react to certain things. Because when I was a kid, I was like really, really quiet, really Mm -hmm. um, uh, different. But then mm-hmm. with sports, I was forced to interact with different people. Yeah. And I was able to make bonds with other people, with mm-hmm. a lot of people. Yeah. And it kind of brought me out of my shell. And mm-hmm. um, I think one reason that really pushed me was when my coach in grade school made me a captain to really bring me out of my shell. Mm-hmm. So I was forced to really, like, um, you know, command and lead the team. And it mm-hmm. really helped me be the person I am today that... Um, helps people, motivates people, mm-hmm. and it kind of be- became a second nature kind of thing for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, the whole mentality of being an athlete is something that we all, I'm sure all athletes will really relate is some um, being competitive, being able to strive and achieve something no matter mm-hmm. the cost mm-hmm. and not giving in. Because I've known a lot of people who are not really into sports and they're easy to give up. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm yeah. too tired, or yeah, um, they just look at the negative part of the situation. But yeah. us, we've been to both sides. We know how hard it gets, and what the feeling of being able to overcome something difficult feels yeah. like. Yeah, and I think that really stuck even outside of sports. Yeah, so for sure. you know, you know, <laughs> um, it, it's a good thing to have. You know, sports really. Is something that can really make you a whole person. Yeah, I'm. I'm not being biased with other people who haven't been in sports. I mean, there are different ways, different kinds of experiences that you can go mm-hmm. through to make mm-hmm. you um, probably a similar kind of person. Yeah, but yeah, I I think that's one big part of it. I think I think something that I also realized now with with sports, like this is sort of the negative thing. So we talked about. The mentality being such a good, good um, trait of it, yeah, right. But there's also like, I remember there were so many times I couldn't go out, or I couldn't uh-huh. do stuff really? because I was. <laughs> this is like college was a different thing. Like I mean, college was also yeah. Same, but like, I remember in grade school, high school, I wasn't allowed to go out because, uh, yeah. oh, we had a tournament the next day. Oh, we yeah. had training. During summers, mm-hmm. we had training like Tuesday, Thursday, thrice a, thrice, thrice a week also, right? So we yeah. joined like my uh, the school camp to like basically test your skills and like stay fit over the summer, right? Props to yeah. my mom. Like also parents also did play a really big role in like, because we didn't have a driver growing up. So my mom would mm-hmm. really bring me to practice. She'd do yeah. her errands and then come back for practice, come back for me for practice. There'd be times na, um, in high school, I remember, um, our training would start at around 4.30, 4.30 to 5, around that. Um, this is high school, third year, second year to fourth year. Um, so we'd start around 
4.30 to 5. And then we'd end at 7, 7.30, sometimes 8 p.m. Right? And we'd be going against the older people. And usually a lot of, in that, when you're in that stage, like you're still high school, you're still a kid, but like you also have to go against older people to, to basically get better, right? You have to yeah. challenge older people. Um, my parents were really like, oh, I mean, you're not, nothing's going to happen like if you don't. They just accepted it. Like they were like, okay, this isn't the next part of your sport, you know, that you really are going to against older people. So they didn't care about, I mean, they cared about safety, but they also allowed me to go through it. And I remember my yeah. mom, there'd be times that we would extend. So we'd usually end at 7.30, maybe on average 7.30. But we would we would end up ending at like eight, and then yeah. my mom would be in the car at like seven. She'd be in school ready to pick me up at like seven, so she'd wait in the car for like a good one hour. I'd be like, oh, yeah, man. so that's like props props to my mom for that, you know. Um, so Patience. parents really do and like sacrifices. But what about you, bro? Like, I remember, yeah, I I remember missing parties. I remember missing like hangouts with my friends. But yeah, what about I mean, you? How's it like in Davao? Yeah, in Davao, um, yeah, that's a big, big um, con of being an athlete because, mm-hmm. yeah, most of your time will be dedicated to the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, in grade school and high school, I think we had trainings on MWF from, I think, like 3 to 5. And, yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes it reached 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to, like, when there's a tournament coming up, we would train almost every day. Yeah, that is the same. And the only yeah. thing you can really do, well, in high school, what I usually, how it was um, with me was it was just school, football, and then home. School, yeah. football, home. Full, yeah. That's all. Same. And yeah, I, th- I think it really helped that my friends were also my teammates, so I didn't really feel yeah. left out. Yeah. But in thinking about it now, I mean, I don't really have that much friends outside of football. Yeah, same. <laughs> and after for football, sure. that's when you actually develop friends outside of yeah, football. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. unfortunate. For sure. But like, I, I don't think I was that close with my... I had close classmates, but not really as close as you know my team is that I really grew up from mm-hmm, high school mm-hmm, to high school. Mm-hmm. But yeah, parties. Yeah. I barely yeah. go to parties, barely go out. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Davod, we're kind of sheltered, so we're not really liberated to do a lot of things outside mm-hmm. of school and football. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the community of where I am in, the people that I know are all football. So, I mean, whatever we do is still related to football. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's one thing that uh, I was about to bring up a while ago when you said, um, so what happened during college is the... The culture shock that I had when I went mm-hmm. to Manila. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you mm-hmm. kind of had it. Yeah. I'm sure how it was in Cebu. Actually, to be quite honest, in Cebu, um, so my parents, so remember, I would say, like, when you're in high school, we would train. I would only train a few weeks in Cebu and then I'd go to Manila to train. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But, like, I remember my, <laughs> my teammates, so, like, we'd go to practice. We'd practice like two to four or something like during the during mm-hmm. summer right and then right after our plans would be okay we'll go to the mall we'll shower we'll shower somewhere we go to the mall or we go to like um the club we're in we're like we just hang out 
uh, eat, mm-hmm. play bowling, and other stuff. We, we just hang out or like go to someone's place. But yeah, they were really my teammates as well. Um, it came to a yeah. point where in like, um, although we were a small school, we were a small class, like class of 27 or something like that, I really was closer to the, um, to the foot, football players. But mm-hmm. like at the same time, like even if we were always hanging out with one another, I personally also felt like I was kind of straying away or like going away because um, a lot of them didn't plan to play after after uh, high school. So it was, they were just going to be Oriental High School and then they didn't want to like play. That's Can you hear the music? <laughs> not, not so no, much. Okay, yeah. So, so basically they were... Um, it was okay lang naman for them. Like not a lot of people really do strive to go the the extra the extra after high school thing, right? Yeah. So I think it started when I was grade six. Right. So when I was grade six, um I'm not sure if you knew about this about me now. Like we've been friends for so long, but I don't think I've ever shared this. But I, I don't really like sharing it. Um so I was playing since grade one, grade one to grade mm. five. And then I had a hard time with school, so I did summer school for a while. And then there was a time I was going to transfer from my grade school, which was Springdale. And then I wanted to transfer to another school. And then my parents were like, if you transfer to this school, you won't be able to play. So I was like, it's okay. I can accept it. Right. So right after grade seven was, we were supposed to, I was already thinking like, okay, I'm going to study and either stay in Springdale or transfer to another school. Because um, I was failing out, though I'm not that so smart mm. anyway. But when grade seven happened, we had there was tryouts for under fourteen for the Philippine team. Mm. So I I tried out and then I was like, okay, like this is gonna be the last, like this tryout is gonna be my last, my last hurrah. And then partially I got picked. I was like part of like the late late callies because someone backed yeah. out or something like that. So I was part of the thirty pool. In Iloilo, the, the Barotak Nuevo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they started camp like, it was a two-week camp, but it was like day three when they called me in. So I was like, okay. Mm. So I joined and then we did the camp and then fortunate enough, now I was picked for the final squad for Malaysia. Nice. Under 14. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, instead of quitting, I was just like, well, fuck, I can't quit now. Like, no matter <laughs> how much I wanted to quit back then, I was like, fuck, I can't quit now because like, a lot of parents were also looking up to me like, oh, you're so good. Like, um, and then I felt, I felt sort of responsible. I was like, fuck, like, they're kids. <laughs> the kids were looking up to me. So I was just like, because like I was part of the older batch already, right? So mm-hmm. like our school was small, it's young. So we were kind of the pioneers of it. Uh-huh. And then that was like sort of, I think I was, so Kevin Texon was the first batch, first under 14 the year before. And then it was... Myself, Kevin, and Evan James Mendoza from UP. He ended up going yeah, to yeah. UP. So it was three of us. Right. And then shit, we <laughs> I just couldn't quit anymore because like I felt like I had to be a a role model. A or... role model sort of thing. Yeah. And that's just like it's kinda of weird. Like you are quitting when you're the main Philippine team, right? So there mm-hmm. I dragged on I dragged on till high school and then grade seven, right? So first year happened, first year high school. Um, my dad said, do you want to train under Ateneo? 
Mm. So Ateneo men's <laughs> football. So I was like, sure. I mean, like, why not? Like, it could, it should be fun. Yeah. Um, I we heard about this coach, Coach Dam, of Ateneo goalkeeping. He's the mm. freaking most killer coach I've ever been under, but he's so <laughs> satisfying also because like he really pushes you. Yeah. So I trained under him for like first year, second year. Um, training for Philippine team, before Philippine team, I went under him. First year, I went under him. Second year, half of second year, summer. So I, like, even if I wanted to hang out with my friends, I was always busy with football. So this is the type of sacrifice yeah. I had to make. I had, I had to make. I had to make, rather. And um, second year, my dad asks, do you want to try out for La Salle? Like, we can we can see how because my dad's like a farmer Lasallian, right? So he, he wanted to yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. And then he called Coach Hans. I tried out second year. I was this child playing with the likes of like mm-hmm. said, Luigi Saldran, uh, Johan. Yeah, yeah. Johan. I was just like, oh my god. And then I remember I was exposed to like the the older game again. And then fortunately, mm-hmm. like I played like four or five sessions, so like two weeks of the summer training, right? And then Coach Hans was like, is your son playing anywhere? I was like, oh, no, not yet. And then he said, okay, I want to get him for college. I was just like, okay. Mm. And then <laughs> that's when it started. That's when I started. So I've actually played under Coach Hans before we we really met. Uh-huh. We met in, in Palorox. So I was actually training with him every summer. I'd go to Manila. Mm. And then I wouldn't spend time with my friends. Yeah. Um, well, all my friends were like out going to the mall and everything. Like they started drinking also. I was like, I can't do that because I'm out of home. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was quite the story, you know. Like um, then when I would be in Manila, I'd be with my cousins, right? We'd stay at my cousin's place. I'd mm-hmm. have to sleep. We couldn't stay up the whole night. Like we like what they would do. I'd have to sleep early because I'd have training the next day. Training next day. It yeah. was so hassle. Like I really missed out. I feel like I missed out on a lot of things, which is a blessing and a curse. You know, like yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's basically my story. Going to that. A lot of sacrifice and a lot of missed <laughs> shit. Missed shit. Um, yeah. Hang out with friends and whatnot. What about you? What was what was like one of your major sacrifices in the on the way to the top? Um, probably really moving from Davao to Manila, cause I was, you know, as you know, I'm the oldest, mm-hmm. and me moving out and studying in Manila was re- a really big step for my whole family, um, cause we didn't know. My parents were talking about it. They said that they just trusted Coach Hans. They just trusted mm-hmm. that he would take care of me because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was like a big leap for a future that could turn out to be something good for me. Because prior to college, I, I honestly didn't know what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I only knew how to play football and um, I really had plans on just staying in Davao, just mm-hmm. play football and mm-hmm. whatever comes, just comes. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, then I started getting good. Um, I started playing for like the under 13, under 14, mm-hmm. with even like Jiko Noel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jiko's a beast, though. Jiko's really good. I yeah. remember he was our freaking rival. Anyway, he's big, but, but he's really smart. Yeah, he's I'll give him he's, that. he's he's one of the better. He, to be quite honest, if we were to have an all-time 
all-time people I've played with, he would be one of my defenders. No joke. Anyway, go yeah, on. I hate him. I hate him when I, when I have to play against him. Yeah. Even in, in UAP. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a big step. And the like what I was talking about a while ago, the, the culture shock was really different because Davao is completely different than Manila, um, from Manila. Mm-hmm. We were so cultured there, so pampered, um, so what's the word? Um, not all out. Was was that mm. word? Um, now what? Tall out? Or, yeah, not all out. Like we're kind of safe. Chill, kind of chill. Yeah, kind of chill. Yeah. And then when I went to Manila, everything was so different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the change was really different. I had to adjust so much. But all I had with me, technically, was just my skills. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my first tune-up game against the... When we had the rookies against um, mm-hmm. seniors game. Mm-hmm. I we remember won that. Going, we won that. Yeah, actually. we won that. <laughs> I remember scoring a long-range yes. shot against... Um, Dates. Was it Dates or Martin? Dates or I think, I think it was Martin. Mm-hmm. I almost scored against Dates, I remember. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I remember Gong was there... Uh, coach told me to like really. I told him to really like stick to me because mm-hmm. he he wanted to see how I would do against mm-hmm. Gong. Mm-hmm. So he, I remember him. He um, elbowed me in the chest, mm-hmm. pushed me and tripped me, but I just kept going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, um, it was really intimidating. I think mm-hmm. on my first day, I felt like I wanted to quit because I was so scared. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I think I thought I did a good job, but mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, the team turned out to be okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, our last playing year was really yeah. legit. I have I have actually a story of the first year anyway. But like, I remember in Cebu, um, every time I go back to Cebu and like I introduced a friend or like, the story was always like, oh, you should have seen this guy and like when he was high school when. But, but I always I would say like no I wasn't that good. I was I was never mm. like I would never be like mm. like there would be stories and I'd just be like, no, it doesn't it was just normal, right? Mm-hmm. And then we went to Manila. We went I, I say this because like when we went to Manila, um so we played this rookie, the rookie game that you're talking about. I think we had like two yeah. or three skirmishes, right? And then we won like Yeah, yeah. We probably won one, tied one, lost one, or something like that. Those those are like it was very close. It was a very close game. It was like mm. V, it was you. Matt, Nate, me. Um, I remember John Thomas was my right back. And then we'd have like, it was just rookies. Junpei. Like, Junpei. Yeah, we'd have Junpei, Al. So like we were pretty solid 110. Carl, I'm a solid. Yeah. We were pretty solid 110, right? And then we went against the seniors and we did win against them. I remember because Rafi Milan was so pissed. Like he, I remember him he would yeah, just yeah, force. Yeah, yeah. He, he would always wild. force long shots, and I was like, "Okay, if you're gonna play like that, you're really gonna, you're really not gonna shoot, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we always kept it close. We won like one zero, two zero against the seniors, the you, the last year's U app team. Yeah, and everything, and then um, <laughs> so we won as rookies, and then the story was like we replaced all of the rotten apples of like the U A P T the last year. So yeah, that was the that was the start for one ten. Um, then we basically went different paths, right? In in within college, right? It's like mm-hmm. 
you're a midfielder, you were um it's like a there are a lot of people that could play outfield and then also keeper. So I had dates as my senior. Yeah. Um so I didn't have a lot of playing years to like fourth year, third year. Mm-hmm. The third year. And then that that um uni games won, right? When we yeah. Yeah. When we won the championship in uni games, but yeah, that's basically it. So, your story, your story was, um, what is your college story? You want to tell your college story? <laughs> Just Outside reminisce, reminisce, reminisce in football first, and then we can talk about how football. Yeah, football. I had a lot of weight on me, I'd say, because there was a lot of expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm not sure if it will. If it's just me, or I think Coach has really put a lot of um, yeah, expectations on me because I think he really wanted me to be the next, like along with Nate, mm-hmm. would be the one that really would bring the team by the time it comes. Because I remember on on my third year that he made me co-captain already with dates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised for on that. But he would always like badger me. And like there was a time, I think, in my first year and second year that coach would really drill on me whenever mm-hmm. I'd make a mistake. Mm-hmm. So I think he um, he think I would do better than how I was performing. Mm-hmm. That was also um, bad. Your, your second year was actually quite distracted. Yeah. It, was, it was your distracted year. You we'll know. talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go on, go on, go on. But yeah, my fir- the first year was pretty um, – Okay, I guess. I think adjusting to the whole culture of it was mm-hmm. the big part of it. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, um, the only thing I would do before was just school and play, mm-hmm. then go home. Because we remember we were we were dorm mates that time. Yeah, I'd I think be first in the year, yeah, for a, for for a while. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'd be at home. I I'd be in. Studying, I'd be studying and just playing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's just the whole thing. I didn't really have anything to do because I think I had a girlfriend back then in in Davos. I was kind of um, mm-hmm. LDR, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, LDR. I remember that. Um, but you're you're only you're only in a relationship like first part of first year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so there yeah, were GP days also. There was dancing yeah, yeah. on tables. Yep. That's when the Budots King started. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Budots King Legacy started. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> funny about the story, because I'll, I'll never forget this. Because um, I remember we were invited to go by the seniors that they told us to go. Mm. And then I remember Sam, Nieras, and I think it was Tasha, or was it Adri, who mm. pulled me to the side and said, like, Whatever you want you to do, you have to do. Mm. And I said, like, Okay. And then there was like, Dance on the table. Mm-hmm. This is GP. And then, yeah, and it's GP. Mm-hmm. And then there are a lot of random people there. And then uh-huh. okay, I told them, oh, I have a song that I that is really known in Davao. Mm-hmm. I have it on my phone. Play it in the speakers, and I'll dance. Mm-hmm. And then I remember it was me and Al dancing on the table. Yeah. <laughs> and then I I, I kind of got their respect after. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was funny. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was just studies and football that time because I was just trying to survive. Same. I didn't really go out that much. Mm-hmm. Because we had scholarships. We had scholarships at that time, right? We had scholarships to to protect. But I think we already started going to your place first year, right? Uh, first year. First year was the 
was like when we had to sleep over there because like it would be training easy to go. In... Training was in Alabang. Like we'd have road work yeah, and yeah, we'd yeah. take a we take a, like a 500 peso taxi with tall <laughs> and everything. It's like ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then we were people like, on, on a budget, pa. We were people on a budget, so it's like, exactly. we're gonna fucking pay for this, right? Um, so yeah, we we went to the condo. Those were clean days, pa. Uh, we yeah, clean days. Clean days. <laughs> we're in, but yeah, that's what a lot of people don't get. Like when you're under scholarship. Well, for me at least, ha. Huh? Like mm-hmm. same. It was always football class probably fall asleep for like 15 minutes in class because <laughs> i'd be so tired <laughs> yeah time, right so tired. we trained from like what 6 a.m to 9 a.m 9 30 every freaking every day. <laughs> rush uh shower rush to the ninth floor shower be be dr- <laughs> freaking wet like yeah. run up andrew and then go to class and then be like so sweaty and then go down and then start normal day as a student so yeah first year was really i was really like all football school mm. some school and then sleep and then that would be the cycle so i really did make a lot of friends also college actually most of my college life i don't think i don't remember making a ton of friends like i know knowing people like acquaintance but like not really getting close to people yeah yeah so yeah i mean social life frick like you know um, how people say that college is the best were the best years of my life are supposed to be mm-hmm. the best years of your life. I was like, I fucking hated college. It was so tiring. It was like <laughs> training. I mean, physically, physically, like it was good. It was physical, mm-hmm. physical aspect. You're prime, like good. But like making yeah. friends was kind of hard. Like I remember only being friends with people or being friendlier fourth year right after freaking right after I stopped mm-hmm. our fourth season when I was like freaking failed <laughs> waiting uh, four years for it and then failing fourth year and it's like oh fuck I'm done I, I was really I quit couldn't take I couldn't take the the mental thing anymore and then that's mm-hmm. when I started making friends I was like okay going happy Thursdays making new friends yeah, um, yeah. what about you yeah, like when when did your <laughs> my college life started falling apart when I started dating to date. her? Yeah, I started dating someone her. that can be named. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think it was a really toxic relationship. I think it is. It's kind of like uh my real kind of no, it's my first girlfriend that I really got to spend a lot of time with. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Because yep. in high school, I had two girlfriends. Um, but I only get to see them in school. Like, I don't mm-hmm. get to hang out with them outside of school. So it doesn't really like a legit girlfriend yeah. type of thing. Mm-hmm. But in college, um, I'd see her all the time. I'm with her all the time. I'd fight with her all the time. And that experience was so bad. Yeah. I can't even explain or express how bad it was. Yeah. All I'm going to say is to the point that Coach Hans wanted to kick me out of football, wanted to take me up, take my scholarship. Um, my whole family was mad at me. A lot of people mm-hmm. were mad at me. I was even mad at myself because yeah. I was out of control. Yeah. That was like a good two, a good year or 
a year and a half. Yeah, it was really bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I, I wanted to I want to know your your side of it because I don't think I we, we kind of touched on it a little bit. But I never yeah, there there's some there's some things we don't talk about. But okay, if you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah I it mean was, it was intense. Um, it showed on the field. It mostly showed on the field. Um, and then when we'd go out, like we'd see you guys, right? And then you'd have this face, like the just fought face. And then she'd have like an innocent face as usual, you know. Mm-hmm. She'd have like a default innocent face. I'd be like, oh, what's up? And then you'd be like, I just don't want to talk about it. I'd be like, okay, don't talk about it. And then I remember coach saying, because I was in the bed, right? And then coach would be like, oh, Gio, like so many mistakes and everything. That's like, mm, Yeah. And then I, I couldn't say anything about it because, like, you know, college was one, like, you had that relationship, and two, freaking the mental exhaustion of of college football and and varsity level, and like, you know, it's it's not like high school where in like like there's there's stuff at stake, but like not really at stake. Mm-hmm. But here, like, when you're in college football. Competition strong. These are like the best coming from the provinces, also from Manila. Um, so you always have to be on your A game. It's like your professionals, your semi professionals, yeah, where yeah. you can't, you can't basically. And the style that we were under, we can't. It wasn't like freedom. It was like, like a military. Stick to the stick to this mindset, and then yeah. Um, the seniors had it also. The seniors were like stick to this because they're used to it right so we had we're rookies and then sophomores and then we had to stick to it i guess that's that's the thing like um it's really draining mentally also like Mm -hmm. being 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 a varsity player like oh you're 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 going doing this doing that but like it's really tiring like having to be screamed at every day like the point like Oh, this it was it's traumatizing. It's still traumatizing for me to be quite honest. This is like yeah. this is the first time I'm really really opening about it, right? So mm-hmm. it was intense. Like it's like PTSD or something like that. I don't know, but yeah. Um, so there's that. There's mental exhaustion from training, and then there's mental exhaustion also from girlfriend and and other stuff. So yeah, you were a bit. You were a bit. Um, I w- distracted, how I yeah. say you, you over distracted. Yeah, it was it was um, it's kind of scary to piss you off at that point because like, yeah, yeah. I heard your 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 fuse was very short. Admittedly, your fuse was very short. But you know, um, things ran their course. Um, fortunately for you, you finally let go. Or. You yeah. let go, so it kind of got better, and then, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, I mean, I really remember it so vividly because I really tried to forget a lot about it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was, I had a really short fuse. I know I was getting mad, and people were scared of me of getting mm-hmm. mad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I remember even. Um, Nasi had a joke about it that don't make him mad. Yeah, yeah you don't yeah. want him mad. Yeah, yeah. And I remember getting mad at people for just doing the smallest Stupid of mistakes. things. Yeah, Because yeah, I was, yeah. I was kind of like releasing all my anger from hurting yeah, yeah, to yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. And it affected a lot of 
people like around yeah. me. I I remember. Yeah, I mean, I know we've talked about this, but yeah, I kind of hated how well I kind of focused a lot my attention on her. Mm-hmm. And football came second because I think mm-hmm. it was like a fresh relationship that oh I, I can finally be with someone and it kind of just went out of control mm-hmm. and yeah I mean there were a lot of times that I don't get to hang out with you guys which really sucked yeah um, the last year I got closest to the Migs and John actually second year yeah first year second year and but before I'd always go to you then there are times now I don't even get to hang out with you guys anymore yeah. and. Well, I, all my attention was on her, and yeah. it was crazy. Uh, I re- I really hated myself, like looking back. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that was the angriest that I've ever been. Mm-hmm. But after, mm-hmm. after I ended things, or after things ended, um, I went through like a transformation, and I really told myself I would never be that person yeah. again. Yeah, I remember and, we talked, we joked about that at that one time. Yeah. Yeah, and thankfully enough, until this day, I'm always reminded that I'll never be that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not blaming her for yeah. For yeah. Ed. I it mean, was just, I mean, as someone I once knew <laughs> said, um, they, um, she would say like, "Oh, it's just part of growing up." It was like, yeah, part of the growing up that we had to do, you know. So it really isn't anyone's fault. Um, they are lessons at the end of the day. Like you think about it now, they're lessons. Right, so I mean, there were mistakes that were made, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's how you come out of it. Yeah. And I mean, I wish that part of my life. Yeah, you know, I'd always think that. Damn, I wish I never had that experience. I could have a better mm-hmm. um, turnout, mm-hmm. not just in football, but even everything else. Yeah. But I mean, it's done. Can't I mean, do it's better. About it. It's better to do. It's better to have those experiences early, early on rather early than, on than like later yeah. in life, you know. So yeah, I guess it kind of made me a little bit more matured after that. Kind of mm-hmm. woke me up to what I don't want to have. Yeah, and you know, it kind of helped my next one. Um, but we'll probably talk about that later. But anyway, <laughs> um, going back. Yeah, third year kind of went a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Third year was um, when we. What place were we? Second year was. <coughs> um, uni games. Yeah. Uni games. Third year. Was... Third year was when we played in Bacolod, then. No? Uni games was Bacolod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uni games Bacolod. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I I had a outburst during that time. <laughs> and in front of everyone but um yeah man i hate that uh but thank god i'm not like that anymore yeah but yeah third year kind of was the 360 transformation 180 180 oh sorry 180 transformation that's when coach made me go captain so i mm-hmm. i had really responsibilities like, kept you busy yeah yeah um mm-hmm. Started getting close to you guys again. Yeah. Um, yeah. A little bit, and then even with the team. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. How was how was your third year? Um, to be quite honest, I think um, one of the major factors that helped you grow also, or like 
um, that helped you mature from also that relationship. Admittedly, was Jojo, Jojo Borromeo, because mm-hmm. he was like a child, right? He is, he needed, he was like, he was also, he needed guidance. So like when you, yeah. that's when you guys also started getting extra close. It was third year, because mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, year, right. his rookie year, he was close to Mix Patak, our cap, our former captain. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. Third year, it was just you two already. It was you two, and then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, third year. To be quite honest, G, like I'm not sure. I want to know how, like, because when I talk to Mix Transon about this, we're the same. We have the same. We've gone through the same mental thing, right? Uh-huh. With, with football. What about you? Like, how did you feel? Like, did you feel like it was at some time? At times, it was too much, or like mentally draining. Like it was like, yeah. How did you feel about the whole? Yeah, for sure, dude. I mean, I've always said this. Like, mm-hmm. whenever people ask me how it is to to be under coach hands, it's really you really have to like a to have a strong heart. Because but there are a lot of people that have gone through coach hands, didn't mm-hmm. make it, sometimes mm-hmm. even a year. Mm-hmm. So you will like break you down. And there were a lot of times that I wanted to quit. But mm-hmm. I can't because I have a scholarship. Yeah. I wanted to um, you know, do this and that. Mm-hmm. But I guess I was just focused on why I'm there mm-hmm. and what I have to um to kind of give back to my family for allowing me to do that. I mean, yeah. I'm the oldest, so I have to be like a model. And mm-hmm. that was even the year that Jello um came in. Yeah. I'm sorry, the year before. Mm-hmm. Second year, third year. I oh, know. Sorry, third year. Third year, yeah. So you know, I had I had to be like a role model. Yeah. Like, even with Jojo, I mean, yeah. Yeah, Jojo was a really a big part of it also because um, we were really close in the mm-hmm. dorm that time, and I kind of shifted my attention to to something else other than you know just someone. Yeah. And. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, football was really stressful most times, especially when it came to um, near UAP. Because mm-hmm. that's when things get really um, intense. You yeah. know, how 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 chance can be. I mean, I'm not putting that coach chance. I'm not telling people that coach chance is like worse. I mean, Actually, um, to be quite honest, um, Coach Hans, for me, like, even if he was all that in training, like, deep down inside, like, when we would have, like, our team building and, like, when mm-hmm. it could be times that is, it isn't about training or it isn't about football. Yeah. He was, like, a really good. He was a yeah. very supportive person. He was, like, a – he's, like, a fa- – he's a really good father. Figure. He could learn yeah. so many things. He's a good mentor. It's just um, – it's just the – his – his um his style, style of coaching is really he'll push you to the limit he'll push mm-hmm. you to the limit if you can't take it it's either you you can't take it and you quit or you yeah. take it and you get better you really do get yes better. exactly um yeah. i remember also like when it was when we were rookies as well like our seniors would have that i remember Luke, like when we would do the the rounds on the 8th floor and then we go mm-hmm. downstairs Right, and uh-huh. like, I remember Lou would be like, 
no, it's okay. You you can um he he'd be like really hard push. Like be like, mm-hmm. okay, let's let's do this, blah, 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 blah. He'd push, push, push. And then at the end of the day, he'd be like, Good job. You like you did what we needed you to do. You finished it, you didn't quit, you didn't walk and everything. So I was like, that's a style, that's a style that um it's tough love. It's very, very tough love, but like there's also a deep admiration when you're able to do it. Yeah, that's that's the coaching style that I learned yeah, yeah. from Coach Hans. And it's evident after after football, once you once you go under his mentorship and he sees you, it's still the same and it's all jokes. But like he really asks. Mm-hmm. I remember I, I I would see him because he would coach my brother. Yeah, yeah. I'd see him and he'd really ask me, like, oh, how are you? Like he'd be, um, oh, how is how's Sarah at that time? And then how's the baby? Mm-hmm. What are your plans? So he was really concerned about these things. Yeah, and yeah. This, and he's like this to all of his, all of his, Cheers. his like former, his former <laughs> players. Yeah, former players. Yeah. Right? And then he would also say, I remember there were stories about from the seniors also, na, see si Coach Hans was one of the first, like let's say, my nabuntis or my kasalanan or something that, Mm-hmm. They would always tell Coach Hans first because he was, oh, yeah. he was very good in those things, ba? So mm-hmm. he's a great, he's a really great person off the field. Yeah, and like during the mentorship, mentorship phase, but like on the field, which is, I mean, I guess it's evident now. You really have to push yourself to the mm-hmm. limit, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yes. I mean, I think. The type of coaching he does, uh, you're right. I mean, he really pushes you to your, your limit because he knows that you can do better. Mm-hmm. And when you realize that, and you're surprised, oh, I can really actually do better. I remember, because this was surprising. I think it was, when was that? Our third year, probably. But, but so there was a UAP that we were all super fit because we, all we did was running. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And then we would have games that, the players were getting cramps and we were all mm. just still running because yeah. we were all super yeah. fit because of the train that you had. Yeah. And I mean, that's like one that's probably big... first year, bro. That was first, first year. year. I think that was first year. Yeah, that was um that was at the nail game actually <laughs> or something like that. It was yeah, like yeah. a it was like a major game. But yeah, there I remember that people would get cramps and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, guess... he was he's a really good guy. I yeah. mean Outside the field, he really is like a father. I mean, mm-hmm. I owe a lot of Same. of where I am to him. I mean, yeah. uh, man, if when you get to talk to him like one on one or like in a mm-hmm. group outside mm-hmm. of even when, while we're waiting for training or while we're waiting for mm-hmm. a game, you just talk about stuff and you really learn a lot about mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And he, I'm not sure if um, I've never told this to him, but he really does help his players. Mm-hmm. A lot. I mean, he's helped a lot of people. Like yeah, he, like he just doesn't really advertise it because that's mm-hmm. the kind of person he is. Mm-hmm. But he's like a really good guy. He can be tough, like mm-hmm. in in the outset, but he's like a real teddy bear inside. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That I agree. Um, actually, but <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Actually, Kanina, he just sent me a, a YouTube video of our mm-hmm. game. Which nah, one? Just kanina lang. Um, it was the NU game, I think, on our last year. On my mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. It was like a, an elimination game against NU. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere, 
Mm-hmm. And then he sent it to my brother also and mm-hmm. to my, my family. I think he was just like missing everyone. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It. But yeah, going back going back to what's this, Coach Hans on training, like like you mentioned a while ago, the being the role model and like you were on scholarship. That's also what's going on in my mind. I was just like, man, I can't fucking quit because like Lasalle is expensive. I don't want my parents to spend that much on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, really, it's for a it's for a scholarship. Like every training I'd be like yeah, yeah. At first at first year, like when I wasn't playing, right? Because like let's for the record, I never played, right? It hurt me emotionally also. Like, it devalued me a lot. Uh, I have traumas about it also from being, like, number one in Cebu and then... Yeah, yeah. And Taft, going to Taft, right? So, it's an unspoken thing, right, amongst our, mm-hmm. in, in our team. But, yeah, it really, it really broke me. But even, like, when I was playing, I was just, like, after every game, I'd just be, like, Okay, you didn't play. Like everyone has, like they have their own stories. But I was just like, I'm helping my parents save money. <laughs> it almost, be, it almost became a prayer. I was like, I'm helping my parents. I'm helping my parents. I'm helping my parents. And then I was just like, okay. Yeah. After the fourth year, like after that one, I was just like, sorry, I'm done. <laughs> I am mm-hmm. so tired. I was too tired. So that's why I eventually quit. I eventually stopped. And then yeah, you guys, I would watch you. I would like be still. My heart was still with La Salle. It's just that I couldn't, mm. take, I couldn't take the pressure anymore. So I, I enjoyed, and I made friends. I made friends with Sana Cardi with the other, yeah, yeah, sports people. Other and sports. Then, and bro, I shit you not. I once I met the other sports, I was just like, you guys were living like this the whole time. Like <laughs> they were having fun. And yeah. I was just like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, what kind yeah. of like shit is this? Not much shit, but like I was like, what kind of life is this? That's not being an athlete. And then and be yeah, like, yeah. then um, fifth year, fifth year, fifth year when um, I stopped football. That's when I started supporting the other sports like baseball, mm-hmm. tennis, yeah, yeah, yeah. swimming, and yeah, like even if they would have that type of lifestyle, they'd still be winning and everything. So I'd be like, yeah, it's, it's just like you know, it's the players. One, the players are good, and then two, yeah, I mean. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they were going on or, you know, but they got to survive. They got to do well. Yeah, that was, yeah, I think I really got to know the other sports on my fourth and fifth year because mm. that's when I really got close to them. Like, probably when I started, um, was it when I, I think actually third year when I started becoming co-captain, I'd mm. have those team captain um, meetings and team captain um uh, team buildings that I really got to know the other sports and that's when I started yeah. getting close with Sila Carly also Sila yeah. Sila Kit mm. yeah but yeah it's, it's so crazy how they can balance all of it yeah <laughs> props to them props to them but like props to them yeah <laughs> but yeah and um, they just yeah when, yeah when the pressure when the pressure was off like that's when when you realize once you see that kind of their way of doing things and then they're just like you can sort of relax you can sort of relax a bit but still put in the same effort because you're just be like okay um instead of concentrating 48 hours before a game before game day you can concentrate like 24 hours just extra hard or something like that or like Mm -hmm. game day itself don't talk to don't talk to people and then just concentrate on the game you know yeah 
So I mean, learning from other sports is is whack. Is is good too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. man. I mean, going. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go for it. No, I was gonna say like going back to what you mentioned before that. I mean, I I always knew that, but I never. I don't think I really got my head around it of how difficult it was for you to be like under data shadow for such a long time yeah and then i you know i was talking about it with someone else that when um what do you call this si paeng came in mm. parang like when data went out it was supposed to be your time and then paeng came in yeah and then i think um i think that was like the last straw for you and like yeah and I mean, what what yeah. what sucked a bit more about that was it was my dad who recruited him yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. No. No. I'm, I mean, I'm, no. No. Um. It was like so. It was my dad. Like he heard about this. He heard about this guy from Cebu. Heard about Peng from Cebu, and then he was college already. And then he was just like, he heard about his story because his older brother, uh, Ikong, Ikong, Ikong. I think I think his name is Ikong. But so he was my teammate from Don Bosco when we played mm-hmm. nationals also. Um. When you went Cebu versus the other places, um, his younger brother Paeng was um, goalkeeper, and then what my dad, so my dad said, "Nah, okay, we'll we'll get him for for TAF." So first year, um, my fourth year was his first year in TAF. He was under residency because he was transferred from college mm, yeah. to college, right? And then. For me, I was just like, I, I would remember telling my girlfriend at that time, I was just like, yeah, this is the last time. This is my last year because I wouldn't want to go under him, right? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be under his, another shadow, be number two again. Yeah. So I guess that's why it, it was it was such, such a bittersweet thing. But um, I know, I know deep down inside, like, I didn't, I didn't want to be part of that number two thing anymore mm-hmm. but um my dad getting him it was a or and coach hans helping him it was better it was a better mm-hmm. future for for him also because yeah. like the the path that he if he stayed in cebu he'd only be in cebu and then mm-hmm. at least like if he was in manila he would have like more exposure he'd be you know like he his it's a good opportunity also for him yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking also. Na parang, oh shit! I know this is gonna be my last year, but it also helps him and his family in the long term. That's mm-hmm. what, that's that's how I felt about it. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, obviously, I was sad. Na I was sad about it. That I couldn't. I waited three years, no, mm-hmm. barely any opportunity, and then I have this fourth year. And in my fourth year, there's there's this big shadow already. You know, yeah, so it's like creeping in, creeping yeah. in, and then like, like, and then Ponzo Felix also doing well that year. So I was just like, mm-hmm. man, can't I just get like a break or something like that? Yeah. And then, yeah, so I played. I, I would actually think I played decently. We got yeah, did, some games. Did, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll, games, I'll yeah. never, I'll never forget this game. It was uh, wait, no, it was uni games. I think. I think it was against um, USLS. 
USLS and you played a really good game that game. Yeah. I'll never forget Fuck that. It. I you remember. That awesome game. I remember. <laughs> that was like the left, the lefty through like curved, curved against the wall, and then like I said, bottom corner and everything. I remember. Yeah, I remember. The, I remember that save. But like, <laughs> I remember before that game, right? We would like we were scouting USLS, and then there's this Korean, the big Korean keeper, right? Yeah. yeah. And then he would just fucking punt it. Their, their player was like, oh, if he wanted to punt it, he'd punt it. The striker would run and then score. That was their play. That was mm-hmm. USLS play. And I, I like when you're going against him, I was just like, when are you gonna punt it? When are you gonna do it? And then he always <laughs> played short. And I was just like, yeah. okay, we're we're like, I was always watching out for that one. But yeah, I remember, I remember the USLS game well because it was like it was extra time, so we made it to extra time. Mm-hmm. It's like five minutes left, five, six minutes left. Coach says, put my all in. Left wing. <laughs> right? And then I was just like, I don't remember. I can't remember if it was Gerald or Matt. That was, that was replaced. And then we were playing well. Our defense was so good. And then there's a split second there. Mayol couldn't catch him. Couldn't catch the, the lefty. Because he was playing mm. on the he's playing on the left. Yeah, Sakto. Yeah, yeah. He kicked it in. He faked Mayol, faked Mayol out, pushed, and I said, Mayol, fucking slide. And then <laughs> he couldn't he couldn't keep up. And then he shot and I was just like, one second, boom, they scored. I was just like, fuck. We played so well. And then like uh that was so bad. I, I like I, I saw it, I was just like, okay, I'm gonna try, but no, it's too late already. So yeah, that was that, that's the goal. That's the goal that really fucking yeah. But I still I still think you played really good that time. I mean, yeah. I think that was the time that you really proved your worth. I guess yeah. out of out of the whole, I wouldn't say the whole whole playing years that you had, but that was definitely something that people yeah. remember. Because yeah. I think we were the only team that really gave them a good fight. Yeah, until the freaking so, last five minutes. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I there were there were some. Games also that I could remember from from that playing year. That but there were a lot more games that I just wanted to forget. You know, like <laughs> there were some yeah. moments of it, and then there were like also some moments I'm just like, oh fuck, like it really got to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I couldn't go through the pressure, which is okay. I mean, I guess it's okay. Anyway, going back, so so after college, so after after um. Playing year, what did you do after? What does G like after, after football? Yeah. So there were when I knew I was gonna play my last year, I was already deciding if I wanted to continue to play professionally, like mm-hmm. go into playing UFL. Mm-hmm. And it was a hard decision to make, but I decided to kind of stop. I, I felt like it was time to stop and focus on what really matters, what, which was earning and really mm-hmm. making like a more sustainable life for myself. Because mm-hmm. I, at that time, I felt like football was, I mean, football basically for Filipinos at that time didn't really have any chance, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. to really get into, you know, into the game. Because yeah, you know, if you weren't half, you wouldn't be like yeah. the Ascals. But yeah. that was like the whole mentality before. And I didn't want to take the was, risk. It still is, actually. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not as, ma- not as bad now, but 
before it was really like that. Yeah. I mean, I think the only people that really got in Askos was, of course, Chafee and Ian. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you wouldn't really get in. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to take that risk. Like, I, I remember trying out for the under-21 pa with Silanate. Then I decided mm. to drop out. Mm-hmm. Parang, wala, I can't, I'd rather just start working. And yeah. I even took up masters after that. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, no, because I, I finished my studies on my third year and coach mm-hmm. wanted me to continue till five. So mm-hmm. I took master's degree in marketing. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a good path for me to know where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was thinking, man, what what job will I have if I was just a sports management major? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to be a PE teacher because that was the whole mentality before. Mm-hmm. Probably be a be a PE teacher or work in the PSC, mm-hmm. and I didn't find myself doing that. Yeah. So I took the chance, took up my masters, and thankfully I was able to get a really good job after. Mm-hmm. But I tried to stay. Connected with football, I play mm-hmm. like weekend football. Yeah, and with WFL. you guys, I tried WFL, CFL, and I do pretty okay. Um, mm-hmm. I played for HP. I played for you know the different teams. Rep stars. Rep stars. Um, but yeah, I, I tried to stay as connected as I am. Even mm-hmm. I, there was a time that I played for Kaya B. Mm-hmm. I I have work until like five, three and six. I'd bike from Makati all the way to to Emperador Stadium, even if yeah. it was raining, yeah. Yeah. just to go to training. Yeah, and I tried that for a few, I think for for a year, and I really mm. couldn't do it. I was yeah. so tired. I'd get home at like eleven p.m. and then wake mm. up the next day, go to work at eight. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, same. I think so on your on your fifth year, so we're we're one ten. I only played till twenty fourteen. You played till twenty fifteen. Twenty fourteen was when I, I completely let go. I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm gonna fucking drink with the other athletes. Happy Thursday. A few happy <laughs> Thursdays here and there, drinking at home. I remember that was hard because like that's when John makes and I really got close and we start we started drinking yeah. here in my house like almost every weekend or every other weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, we finish, like, two cases each, each weekend. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, those were, those were, like, me trying to get back college years, right? And then mm-hmm. I gained a lot of, gained weight, right? A lot of weight, actually. And then I played, I started playing, like, Monty would ask me, oh, do you want to play for Rep Stars? I'd be like, yeah, sure. So, I play, like, the one-day tournaments at night. I'd mm-hmm. be like, and we'd fucking win. We, we had, like, three or four people. In, in those terms, yeah. housekeeper, like it would always be clean sheets, right? Always mm-hmm. a clean sheet with Sanamonti. And I was just like, football can be like easy, pala, no? Like it could be like mm-hmm. not so pressuring, like yeah, you know, yeah. with your friends, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, why did I realize this a little bit earlier, you know? And then, and then, um, stuff happened that I had to concentrate more on like Logan and everything. Mm-hmm. So I stopped playing football. And then when I stopped playing football, like for like four, three, four months, I remember going back. I was like, oh, I kind of miss kicking the ball. Then timing, Monty asked, like, I'm not sure if it's before or after. Then I joined Nomads. The uh-huh. Nomads, Nomad, we would, we killed, we did well in the WFL. We won championship mm-hmm. yeah, against yeah. Kaya, against mm-hmm. Kaya, um, penalties, penalties in the semis. And then, like, I remember that game, I blocked like one in game penalty. 
because like the not sound racist or anything but like you know how <laughs> you know how um how like the the french people the uh-huh. french people, they're kind of they're kind of cocky yeah. so their move because is they'd either blast it straight mm-hmm. or they'd hit it um they hit opposite side so let's say if they're uh, left, so left-footed, the easiest one would be hit, hit it left. Right. Hit it left. Oh, in your left, yeah. Uh, no, on their left, my right. Right. That would be the easiest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But since they're cocky, they'd hit it on their right, my left. Mm. Right. So that that was like, okay, I already know this type of. You could read it from the body yeah. language where they're looking and everything. So I blocked one in game and then two, no, three in the penalty shootout. So we won that, and then we won the championship. WFL and then we went to the UFL and then mm. this was all passion play like I was like I wasn't yeah. getting paid and anything else I was like yeah at least I get the place quote unquote mm. stay fit right then we would uh-huh. we would get like <laughs> murdered against like the likes of Morocco 10 nil, 11 nil, 11 one and everything and I was a keeper right and I was just like mm-hmm. well we were we were playing if the lineup was supposed to be like 18 15 to 18 people on the bed even on field and on bench, we were like 11 people, 10 people, we were always lacking one and then yeah. all these people were like all unfit and we were just like, well, this is how <laughs> we're going to lose like that much, right? So yeah, we did, I did UFL for a while out of passion. Like if, I remember, because the thing is, um, I remember that time the UFL made this stupid rule that um, you couldn't have a youth team if you didn't have a senior team right so we had to build a senior team out of like division three players division four division three players going against division one and then plus they wouldn't trade and all these other things and then there was a foreigner rule and nomads all foreigners so like we really (laughs) down people right but we all did it for the youth, right? So we'd get clobbered like 15 or like shit like that. That's the thing I would tell you. Mm-hmm. And then, but the youth, we had the youth. And then that's why I think I eventually stopped football. To be quite, I stopped mm-hmm. competitive football because to be quite honest, the PFL and like the, the whole management of the Philippines, football in the Philippines in general became too corrupt that they made all these ridiculous rules. I remember playing under with Sinadak Dak Cheng at one point mm. and then they were like they're charging they were yeah, charging the like high. the high entrance fee and I was just like if mm. you're here to fucking develop develop talent in the Philippines and make a real league make it like accessible to a lot of people so that we can create a lot of yeah. teams so that's why like the the state of football in the Philippines is as is where it is now because of like corruption like they just mm. It's just impossible to play pay um, the the fee. It's impossible to play to pay players. You can't have foreigners. Like yeah. there's a foreigner rule, you can't compete. These mm-hmm. Pinoys were asking for too much money, blah blah blah. So like the whole ecosystem. I feel I feel personally how like um, if eventually this goes out, I feel personally <laughs> that <laughs> the system of football is broken already. Was broken from there. Na all these rules and then. Yeah, it's just the competition um, wasn't even good anymore. It was just like it's just pataas lang pay, pataas lang pay. So yeah, I stuck to sina. That's when I started playing like with sinahaya open play lang, mm-hmm. to stay fit. 
yeah what about you bro like so yeah. you tried you tried ufl you tried what yeah i tried ufl i tried playing for kaya b i tried playing for green archers mm. but working and playing at the same time was just mm. too much and yeah. yeah like you i play open play but we had a few open plays recently yeah. before i moved out yeah um and any chance that i got to play mm. i would even just for fun like mm. even for alaska cup about play mm-hmm. play with like whoever team wanted me to play yeah just to really get that feeling back cuz mm-hmm. what i really hate about like watching my brothers play in the uap is mm-hmm. i feel like like that unnerving feeling of man i wish i i stopped playing for a year so i could play for i with my yeah. with two my other two of my other brothers and yeah, yeah, man, yeah. what would that feel like yeah and so it sucks like watching from the stands and mm-hmm. you feel like you just want to help when they're yeah. losing yeah, yeah, yeah. Parang, uh, it's there's, so frustrating. there's a thing kanina so i wanted to do something stupid in the pool and then <laughs> when you're an athlete because you have so much pride right so you're, you're yeah. really my pride like even if you're even if like i'm trying to get fit and i think i could do it i think i can do it my mind is like at no, you are at your peak level. Like, you just pick it and then you will do it. So, like, running, like, when our regular 1K run, or our 5K run in road work was, like, 25 minutes. 20 to 25 minutes, right? That's the short route on... Yeah. That's the... What route is that? That's the university... University and back. University Madrigal and back. Oh, no. University oh. and back going to Taft. That's like I just, 25 oh, yeah, yeah. Not the with the Madrigal and everything. So we do that in like 20 minutes. That's like our mm-hmm. fittest, right? 20, 25. Mm-hmm. And then like the long route would be like maybe 30, 35. Right? Plus 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then every time someone asks me, oh, what's your PR? I was like, oh, 25 and 5. And then like, mm-hmm. what's, what about your mm-hmm. PR now? I was like, I think it's still 25 and 5. But like, it's really like, five in like 30 or something at 32 you know so it's yeah. like my mind is still stuck that's what i hate actually one of the things i don't like about being an athlete is like you think because you were able to do it before you think you can do it now yeah, do it again. yeah. no it's, I guess it's like it's like fuck yeah like even in our workout yeah. group bro like so i'm doing i did like the workout today and i was like yeah it's fine but I, I time it. I was just like, we only did 45 minutes, like maybe 45 minutes of workout and I'm fucking tired. How the fuck mm-hmm. did we do three hours every fucking day? Yeah. You know, so but, it's, it's whack. Yeah, it was, I get that too. Like, right, we've been doing workouts every, and I tried to run before, because like after, when I started um, working for a Spartan mm-hmm. race, then when I started competing uh-huh. i'd run treadmill every day just to uh-huh. prepare myself to you know to do the race uh-huh. and before i do 5k in like yeah 25 27 minutes uh-huh. and i could do it but that a while ago i tried it and <laughs> it's not easy anymore <laughs> it's not easy at all i, I got five mi- five kilometers in like 31 minutes yeah yeah that's tiring and that's, that's the fastest that i can do and that's and right that's now. like you're you're like <gasps> yeah yeah you're really tired yeah i understand i understand but okay yeah, let's that's... let's stop talking about like the what we can what we used to be able to do. <laughs> okay let's talk about mindsets then let's talk about okay working already 
right? Let's mm-hmm. let's stay out of football and then um, let's just talk about being what helped you as a student athlete. So we talked about sacrifices. We've talked about well, mostly I talked about sacrifices, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, sacrifices, and then we talked about careers, why we started it. Um, what about what did it do to help? Right. What would being a student athlete helped in our career? Or like, yeah, like being an athlete in general, like what did it do? So now you're currently working for a company. Uh, yeah, I'm doing two jobs. Uh, I work for a third party company that directly, our clients basically grab food. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm like the project manager now and I had a lot of people. I think being an athlete, being a leader, captain helped me and being able to handle so many people at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing. Different um, personalities. And also different personalities, different ways of handling, yeah. um, different situations. I think it really helped. Um, even the resilience of, yeah, like what I mentioned before, being able to reach that goal no matter what. Mm-hmm. So sometimes mm-hmm. I'd overdo work just to, you know, to perform. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that competitive uh, mindset never really goes mm-hmm. away, no matter mm-hmm. what, no matter what aspect of what you do. Duba. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you? I mean, you've been doing a lot actually, of things. Actually, speaking speaking of like that that active mindset. So, um, you know, you know, I used to joke to Jello that avatar mode. Mm-hmm. You remember that joke? The when he was a rookie, he yeah. looked like, like an right? but he would yeah. play so. F- fucking well that he was mm-hmm. like oh this is avatar jello right mm-hmm. that he was be like untouchable yeah, yeah. Like, avatar is like kind of untouchable uh-huh. it's like related to kobe's kobe's mamba mentality right yeah so um it's like basically striving and doing doing your absolute best plus 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 like beyond 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 what beyond. you're supposed to do and yeah. I think, and what I hate about it is, like, when I was applying for work, right, like, people would be like, where are your school activities? Like, where is your student council? Where are your orgs? <laughs> I was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. fucking, like, <laughs> you fucking HR, like, this is it. <laughs> this is, like, all you need to know. If you know how hard we had to deal to get this, like, four years, um, four years student athlete freaking football team if you know like the history then you know how how capable i would be right mm-hmm. but they always just look at like where are your credentials and i'd be like yeah yeah fuck yeah so that's that's basically it that's what that's the pro and con of it like some people were fortunate enough to get into really good jobs really good mm-hmm. companies but like i know most people that i know that were athletes they had to start from the very bottom like they were sales they were yeah. they had to be like they were a lot of people looked down on them because they were just athletes they were just mm-hmm. student athletes you know it's it's so stupid clearly it is fucking stupid but like yeah like what you said the resilience the getting shit done no matter how long 
it it ends up biting you in the butt, you know, like you really yeah, eventually overwork, you do overwork, burnout, burnout, yeah. yeah. But I think what's this like burnout? Speaking of burnout, um, I burnt out a lot. Like it took me longer to burn out compared to other people I know. I think it's because I was mm-hmm. unhappy. Maybe I'd like to yeah. say that, or like you know, you're just being tested. This is part about Coach Hans. <laughs> I was talking like you from LSU football, like you burn out, yeah. but motherfucker, you just keep fucking going, right? Just yep. burn out the yeah. He just wanted, yeah. So I mean, that's yeah. That's one of my my again most thankful for, but yeah, it's um being student athlete is was tough, but it also built. It like, like, a lot of people are gonna look down on you for being a student athlete or being just a student, quote unquote, just a student athlete. But mm-hmm. like, if even if you're just a student athlete, that's more than enough for you to survive in the real world. Man, that's yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean that whole mentality of like student athletes. Even in school, you know, we get that like. Uh, student athletes, your um, freeloaders, uh, like you don't lose, you'll you'll get you'll pass no matter what, or mm-hmm. you know you don't do the job, you don't do schoolwork. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, a lot of people don't realize, like those who don't play sports, don't realize how difficult it is to yeah. to balance sports yeah. and studies and social life and whatnot, and still you know go out with a smile on your face and yeah. keep going. Take it in and everything. Yeah. Um. Excuse me. Just to add to that, um, it wasn't because we were striving for fours, like the hundred percent. We were striving for yeah. for like eligible, eligible, <laughs> eligible, eligibility. Eligibility. That's the word. Eligibility. We were striving for like one point five twos. Eighty percent is good enough, you know, because we don't yeah. have to like get a fucking four point oh, you know. That's for the smart people to do. But like we, yeah. as student athletes, you strive for passing because mm-hmm. like you have other shit to worry about, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I mean, we've been talking about like what you can't have when you're when you're being when you're a student athlete, and yeah, you know, there are a lot a lot of things that we don't do. We have to sacrifice yeah. compared to people who get to have that opportunity to yeah. you know experience. Yeah. Um, college like mm-hmm. in its whole totality yeah i mean you have to be quite honest yeah. um i see a few people no like um classmates i still sort of follow mm-hmm. right classmates blockmates that i still follow i wonder okay if i was a student athlete if i was a student athlete and you were in class the whole time you know, and you're still in that job, you're stuck in that nine to five job. Like you're, you're <laughs> complaining about work. You're complaining about mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Like you're basically not moving. You're just playing by the political rules and not moving up the chain. Then yeah, what's the difference? Like I mean, you worked so hard during college. You didn't enjoy college. Us, we we sacrificed college partying because we wanted to be better but we eventually got it right but these mm-hmm. people they partied in college they were in school 
they didn't have to worry about being a student athlete. They didn't have to worry. They just had to worry about passing. Where are they mm-hmm. now? Like there's still these these dead end jobs that not happy, complaining, and everything. I'm just like, bro, you know. Yeah. Yeah, those are unfortunate. I do have a few of those too. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's, it's unfortunate, bad. but. You know, I mean, it's reality. It's reality, and if they want to, okay, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for shitting on them, but it's reality. And look, if they had maybe, if they had the mentality, they'd be somewhere else. You know, I don't know. I can't really say because I, I'm only friends. I'm really close. I'm just close with student athletes, right? Yeah, and yeah. The, my student athletes, athlete friends, are doing well. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Okay, we are where we are. Yeah, because of the choices we make. Yeah, <laughs> but shit, two two jobs, huh? So, what keeps you? What keeps you motivated? Just the mindset. So the mindset. Yeah, partly yes, and partly because I wanted to start um, turning a new leaf and being more independent. So as you know, I I moved out mm. from my parents' place, got my own place. You already did and that. You already the one you told yeah. me, Manila. You already you're in your new place now. Yeah, yeah. I'm in nice. my new place now. Um, I'm working two jobs to you know basically support myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know try to be more independent because. Yeah. Um, I think it, it's time. What I'm 27. I I really need to move forward mm-hmm. and eventually you know. Um, go into new things that um, not no supposed to do, but you know, eventually have to do. Yeah. So this is like a push for me to get get going. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, I mean, thank God for for work from home jobs, mm-hmm. so I can just stay here and do two jobs at the same time, mm-hmm. and still have time to go out uh, mm-hmm. like in the evening. Mm-hmm. in like late afternoon mm-hmm. and enjoy I mean yeah I mean I missed so much in college not being able to go out and drink. Mm-hmm. there was a time that you drink all the time after I graduated remember that yes like I would go out a lot I would Gio, go to your place drink Gio, a lot just so you know we were partied out already huh? but we did it because you were partied out yet. so you're like <laughs> yeah. okay we'll just keep drinking we'll drink <laughs> I know I know yeah but I try. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. No. No. We no. It's it's like it's. I guess since we were all from the same team, we also understood the pressures that <laughs> that were there. You know, we had the, the, yeah, the yeah. pressures that were there. Yeah, but sometimes I wish that I I could have been the same boat as you guys, being able to like really experience. I think college a little bit more earlier. Yeah. So I didn't really get to experience it that much. Be quite honest, like really Same full bro. on. Same, bro. But I tried to, and I tried to really um, experience it after. Yeah. But I kind of got burnt out too fast too. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like, you know, all the parting and all that wasn't really my style. Mm-hmm. But, um, after I guess what's this? Breakup. I think I think what's this, bro? Um, it's also because you're. A bit older, 
also like yeah, your peers are probably. already partied out and then like you're partying mm-hmm. out late like you're still partying and everything you know it's um it's but it is you know like it's just yeah. it being it it sucks having to be taken away this opportunity and then being like then having it again and then you just go crazy because you have all these just all this freedom and then yeah yeah but what really made me feel connected to that part of myself that oh man i wish i, w- I could have experienced all those things was still like the chill chill newman um in your place like yeah. Those are the things, the times that I really, really look forward to. Yeah. Like the time for me to like de-stress. Yeah. I just hang sure. out with my friends and then drink. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I kind of miss that now. I mean, we, I, how I wish I could do that more. But then, yeah, I'm here. Everybody's pandemic. Yeah, everyone's busy actually. Busy. Um. Well, I mean, it's soon. Soon. But shit, that's a good talk, though. That's a good talk about um, being a student athlete. At least we both agree that it's fucking great to be a student athlete. Yeah, it's <laughs> something that not a lot of people will experience. Yeah, yeah, and I hope I hope people start. I hope people start to realize that it really isn't easy. It really isn't an easy thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm. Well, thank you. Wait, thank you for your time, G. Um, it was a fun talk, actually. It's it's fun to sort of like de-stress about the situation because, yeah. like, I really mm-hmm. still see it. I still see it often. Uh, people still giving shit to student athletes. Not yeah. Like names. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss this. I man, our our deep talks place like the yeah. best times my life in knowledge yeah. still so, still are but like yeah, when when the pandemic is over fuck we're not you're not actually gonna come here we'll come to you we'll yeah we'll, we'll experience the davao lifestyle yeah for sure yeah. and i'll even fly out sometime just to be with you guys yeah. here for or sure. or we all go to shargao <laughs> yeah uh, we can go uh, so many places but yeah, um, I will talk to you soon. Um, cheers. Yeah, man. Cheers. Hey, everyone. So thank you all so much for tuning in and giving me around one hour or a little bit more than an hour of your time listening to the podcast. Again, I hope that you guys don't really mind the unfilteredness. This is actually a story or a bunch of stories that I have kept in for quite some time. So I'm not even sure if my family knew some of the details that I actually shared in this episode. But I do hope that you guys enjoyed and I hope you guys continue to support the podcast. And you think twice about saying something about a student athlete. I'd just like to thank all the parents and the supportive family members of student athletes out there that continue to support their dreams.
and it really isn't it isn't just an athlete's dream that is being fulfilled but it is also a family's dream watching them strive in competition so have a wonderful day ahead and i hope you really enjoy this episode cheers